welcome to The Real Deal, where real estate meets real life. I am your host, Ryan Hatcher, and this is my co-host today, the man, the myth, the legend, Randy Dix. Hello, everybody. And today we have, oh, today's episode nine, right? Right. Episode nine, and we have a special guest today, Mr. Paul Stratton from Stratton Inspections. Welcome, sir. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks yes. for coming. So I, I've been excited to talk to you on here about inspections, and this is something that I think a lot of people have lots of questions about that we can answer today. Um, but first, why don't you kick it off by telling us about you, how you got into this okay. business, and tell us about your, your team. All right. So my name is Paul Stratton, the owner of Stratton Inspection Services, and uh, it is awesome to be here. Um, I actually got started in 2008 when things weren't going so well, and uh, it was a tough market back then, um, you know, a lot tougher than right, what it is right now. And uh, it actually started up in Utah. My background's electrical, so I was an electrician by trade for that. But uh, getting started in 2008, uh, I was also raising my kids full-time, so it was kind of tough. And uh, I was lucky to get one a week or one a month. What made you come into this business? You know what? I've always liked real estate. Mm -hmm. And there's so many avenues in real estate you can go down. Mm -hmm. And I thought with my background with construction, and I was also a owner of a company of a commercial landscape company. I thought, you know what? There's a side gig up in Utah. I'll do home inspections. So I got certified up there to do home inspections and started going really well. And that's kind of why I decided to get into home inspections. And ended up moving here and had to get recertified and start all over again. But biggest blessing in my life because I, I got to raise my kids and do home inspections and build a business in a right. tough market. Yeah. And it really paid off. And I'm glad I stuck with it. Can I ask how, what, what did you do to build your business? What, any particular kind of marketing yourself that worked? Uh, yeah. So my dad always said, forget yourself and go to work. And so I just thought to myself, you know what, forget about the problems you're having and just go to work. Mm -hmm and start going to, it's funny, I went to happy hours <laughs> and, uh, and uh, just got to know real estate agents. And that was kind of hmm. the only time I could go because during the day I was either doing small electrical jobs yeah. or doing small landscaping jobs and taking my kids to school. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I got it going. And once I was able to get up to eight inspections a week, which took some time, it took mm -hmm. till about 2010, I was able to ditch landscaping completely and electrical and focus solely on home inspections. And you were doing it solo. Solo, then. yeah. Yeah, so it was really, a, it really worked out because like I said, I was able to manage my kids and work at the same time and it was a perfect industry mm -hmm. for me. And I've always loved real estate. I always admire what you guys do because you guys are working weekends, Sundays, writing contracts mm -hmm. at night. And so it was just a good fit for me. That's cool. Well, it's yeah. funny you say happy hour because I, I had actually seen you on social media quite a bit and your team has grown. How many, how many people do you have in your team now? I've got a uh, total, including office staff, 15. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it's a pretty big team. Good size. Yeah. And so I, I had seen a lot of your Instagram stuff in particular, and I thought, you know, I'd like to get to know them someday. But we had two inspectors that we used regularly, so I didn't mm -hmm. have a need to. Well, we went to a Real Producers Happy I Hour, that. and I saw you talking to somebody. I'm like, I told Janine, we've got to talk to him. And it was awesome. And that's how, that's how we met. It, it's funny. Cause honestly, that was the highlight of my night that night when you and Janine pulled me aside and said, Hey, we want to talk to you, Paul. That's cool. And I got to know you guys. I'm like, Holy crap, this is an awesome team. <laughs> how, I, I drew the lottery right here. Yeah, so right. I felt really, really lucky to get to know you guys. That well, night. yeah. So, so a good lesson to realtors and inspectors go to happy hours, right? Go to happy I, hours. I, and we're, he and I in particular, not super 
pumped about going to big events like that. Um, but there is benefit yeah. and that's networking is learning or meeting new people and building relationships. Yep. I think building relationships is the biggest thing. Absolutely. And, and when you have a good relationship, like we do, it just makes our job so much easier. Yep. And this type of work rewarding. stems from a relationship yes, and then it grows from there. So no question about it. Going to these right. events pays off. Well, absolutely. And, and you guys are such an important role for us when we represent buyers that yeah. we need somebody that we trust because and, and this is really important from an inspector or from a standpoint of the realtor who is working with the inspector. It's kind of like a doctor. We need a doctor that knows their stuff, but that can communicate it in a way right. that's not going to scare the living daylights out of people. Or it's just going to be the, the, the right amount of information because most, most of the time you're covering everything that could go wrong or is a, is a problem with the house but only about this much of it, 10% of it is what they really need to focus on. Right. Right. Usually. Right. So, you know, not scaring them to death because that is often what happens. Yeah. Communication is everything. And if we're, you know, trusting each other as agents and home inspectors, boy, we can really go far because the client's going to trust that whole process. Yes. And uh, they're going to trust you guys as agents, knowing that you're, you got the right people in place to, to better serve your clients. Cause yes. if we're both on the same page, the ultimate person that matters is the client. And so, yeah, that, that whole trust and, and uh, communication is important. Well, one of my favorite parts of the home buying process is to, to meet with the buyers at the home for that last hour of the inspection window where you're there and going to provide basically details and overview of what you've just found during the inspection. And uh, how many inspections have you gone to in your career? Jeez, thousands. <laughs> thousands, right? <laughs> uh, mine's in the hundreds, it feels. Well, it has to be in the hundreds. And I love it because I learn something every day. Right. It's cool. And we learn from you guys, too. Mm -hmm. Like I say, I have a big admiration for what you guys do. And it's nice when you all are at the walkthrough with us because it, it, it just makes it go so much smoother when you guys have been in the business for so long, you know, and we can just bounce stuff off each other and yeah. really service your client to the best. Right. And, and where our role comes in is we can help. You're going to say, okay, this is a problem. This is something to think right. about, but you can't really give your, your opinion on, on what you would do necessarily. No, we, we rely on you guys for that. So mm -hmm. that's where we can come in and kind of, um, translate maybe. So this is something we see all the time. It's not a huge, huge deal, but right. I would certainly ask for this and you know, so that's cool. I was thinking about what is, what's one of the craziest things or a couple of the craziest things you've ever seen on inspections. <clears throat> There's a lot. <laughs> well, give me a key. And I come to mind. I share this not to scare any buyer or anybody like that, but you know, things we see a lot of stuff and you guys are in homes every day. You see a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, real quick. I, I have several stories I could share. One of them, we did a sewer scope. We do do sewer scope inspections as well, where we're taking a picture of the sewer line. Is that standard operating procedure? The not, sewer scope it's or not is a, something it's that not needs standard as per the home inspection industry. Oh, is um, that right? But we add that as another okay. service that okay. we provide because we think it's important that yeah. they know what's because as home inspectors, we can't see down into the sewer. Right. Yeah. But if we snake uh, it, can snake it scope down and there, scope it, right? then we can really tell you, hey, you got some roots in the line or your line looks good. Yeah. In the Midwest, it's very common because right. the tree roots oh, grow yeah. right into them. Yeah. And they'll. You, you can grind them out, but they'll still mm -hmm. grow. Mm -hmm. And so we were doing this sewer scope um, and we came, kind of came to a dead end. We thought it was the city main, um, but our camera couldn't get around this corner. 
and we saw some gravel in there. So we called it out. Hey, you got some gravel in the line. Something's going on here. We don't know what it is because we can't get around that corner, but you need to get it further evaluated. Mm -hmm. And as inspectors, like a general doctor, we send you to a surgeon or the professional, Correct. like mm -hmm. a plumber. And so they were grateful because they're like, well, we, we want to make sure the line's good. Something's, something's not right. The inspector can't see. So they called the plumber out there and he ran into the same problem. And so they decided to, to dig, dig it up, up. <clears throat> and they dug it up. They only had to dig like two feet down before they came across a five gallon bucket filled with gravel with holes drilled in it. <clears throat> so they ran a new sewer line and discharged it into a five gallon septic tank <laughs> and didn't tap it into the city because that would require a permit by the oh, city. Gosh. And so they were so thankful because it cost $15,000 to fix that. Wow. Because they had to get a permit. They had to tap into the city line and dig up the road, you know? Wow. And so that was a huge find wow. and a great benefit to the buyer. They, mm -hmm. they did buy the home because mm -hmm. the seller fixed it, mm -hmm. but the seller wasn't aware of that either. They hired a contractor to do the job mm -hmm. and the contractor didn't do the job right unbeknownst to the seller. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's just some of those things that happened and the uh -huh. seller was not happy. I'll tell you an interesting story and you may have already heard this, Ryan. Uh, many years ago when I was in the Los Angeles area selling homes, we had a house inspected and it was a vacant house it was a, a the the owners had it as a rental when the tenants moved out they left it vacant we sold it had it inspected and the inspector noticed roof repairs and so just before a week or so before the close of escrow uh a roofer came out to make those repairs and w one of the things that he did was to use uh one of those acetyl uh, acetylene torches you know the little oh, yeah. canisters of mm -hmm. uh, uh, fire right. and i guess he was molding something around some of the vent pipes does that make sense the roofer you? yes yeah uh -huh. and somehow the hot tar dripped through oh, no. into the attic and it was flaming uh, well the morning after the roofer did those repairs uh, i got a call from the fire department and it was like six in the morning and they said you need to get over here your house is on fire and i thought this is some kind oh, of a no. joke but sure enough i go there i got out of bed took a quick shower ran over there the whole neighborhood was blocked off multiple wow. fire trucks there completely destroyed the house wow right didn't burn it down but there was so much smoke damage and water damage that it was completely destroyed hmm. uh the moral of the, or not the moral of the story but what ended up happening was the buyer stuck in the deal? Uh, we just had to extend the escrow out. The insurance oh, wow. settled, redid the interior, oh, and yeah. it ended up closing. I bet they were pumped. Yeah, right, because now they still paid whatever the price was they paid for the house. And they but got to remodel They the got house. a completely new interior. That's cool. I'm glad you shared that because <laughs> in this process, most things in, in real estate, everything is negotiable. Yeah. And for the most part, everything is fixable. And so it, yeah. the deal still went through yep. and we yep. try to reiterate that to the client with you guys there, because we want them to know most things are fixable, fixable yeah. or negotiable on your guys' mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. And so it shouldn't be a scare tactic or, oh crap, you know, should be educational and okay, where do we go from here? Yeah. Well, and what typically mm -hmm. happens is if the house isn't really dialed in, right. The buyers tend to overestimate what it's going to cost to actually get it fixed or to get it where they want it. Right. Even a simple paint job that may cost $2,000 in their mind is eight or 10,000. Right. Right. 
And so that can be a really big issue. Um, you talked about scoping for mm-hmm. lines. What other types of inspections do you do? So we do quite a, quite a bit. Obviously homes, we do home inspections. We do commercial inspections, commercial properties, multi-unit properties. Um, these are huge for investors because um, if you have a commercial or a multi-unit property with 20 AC units on it mm-hmm. and 10 of them are, you know, 15 to 20 years old, you can calculate, okay, this is how much it's going to cost mm-hmm. us to replace these. And then the other ones are going to be up and coming as mm-hmm. well. So it's really beneficial to them um, on that. Um, new builds are huge, popular, very popular. No home is perfect. So the builder may be a great builder, but he's only as good as his contractors. Mm-hmm. And where they're having a city inspector come in and look for more code deficiencies, we're looking for blatant defects. We really have that house prior to drywall under a microscope. Mm -hmm. We're looking at uh, electrical staples too tight that are biting into the sheathing of the cable. We're looking for nails and sewer lines. We're looking at framing issues, uh, squared up doors, windows, flashing issues, uh, all of that Hmm. stuff prior to drywall. We can actually see the skeleton of the house it truly serves a buyer's best interest buyers to make and that the investment builder. and the builder and get it done mm-hmm. you know during the process of buying it right so, so let's talk about the different inspections the different stages of that new build so you okay. do dry or frame so we do a pre pre slab actually okay. mm-hmm. we'll do a pre slab if it's post tension slab we're looking at all them tension cables mm-hmm. we're looking at risers sewer risers if they're they're too close to the edge of the concrete and they're going to blast through the stem wall we're looking at all that stuff prior to uh, concrete mm-hmm. prior to pour. And then, uh, the pre-drywall I think is one of the most important ones. Cause we can also look at the slab and okay. inside the walls. And the, so the, the sticks are up HVAC, they've, they've hardwired everything in hard mm-hmm. pl- or the rough, rough mechanical, in. rough okay. plumbing, rough okay. electrical. Okay. Yep. We can look at all of that cause it's all exposed. Yep. So it's a great opportunity to look at it. Is the duct work installed, right? Is uh, the plumbing installed right? Um, all of that stuff, electrical. Um, we can really look at it and see, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And like I say build, builders are doing a great job, but most of them, um, it's just you know we're going to catch things. And the builders come to find out that, that they're appreciative of it because they can fix it so before drywall, yeah. so they're not having to go back out and cut drywall right. and all that. Mm-hmm. Good. So it's been a good thing. And then obviously one at the end when it's done. Yep. And a final. Yep. Warranty inspections. When their one year warranty comes up, we're going back out and inspecting that so that they can give that punch list to the builder and he can come out and warranty these items that he has under warranty. That's a big one. Uh, Sewer scopes. We do Mm -hmm. do mold inspections as well. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's a big one. Um, Especially if there's major moisture intrusion or Mm -hmm. water damage. Um, That's been a good one. How, how often do you see mold inspections here in Arizona? You know what? Uh, not as common as you'd think. Yeah. I mean, I think more common is, you know, uh, Portland, Washington, yeah. those places, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're still seeing mold, I would say. Um, and we've just started mold in the last year. I'd say our mold inspections are 10, 15% of our inspections. Really? Wow. Maybe 10%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are, some, what are some common issues you see in your inspections that homeowners could be aware of? Um, buyers. I'm glad you asked this because these are things that you guys or, or the, the home buyer can look for as well. So look at your eaves, see if there's moisture stains or moisture damage on the eaves from, um, default roofing. 
Um, look at your water shutoff valve and your hose bibs to see if there's leaks. Look under the sink, see if there's leaks under the sinks. All these little tiny things that you can, as you're walking through the home, can pick out that fast, you know. Mm -hmm. Because if you have some moisture stains on an eave or if you have some electrical problems and it's, say, an FHA loan or a VA loan, these are things that will need to be fixed in order for the loan to go through. And that can take so, some time. Even a moisture stain, even yeah. if it's fixed, they'll need to fix that. Yeah. You know? And that can take some time, which could prolong your closing right. too. And the appraiser right. will point those things out yeah, on an FHA or VA. Exactly. So you got to be real careful. There. Termites. Termites are a big common thing, you know, and termites aren't that aggressive here, but that yeah. comes up quite They're a bit. Different. They're you different. You know, yeah. uh, speaking of termites, uh, for those of you who don't know, I sold real estate in California for 27 years yeah. before coming out here. And... Every property that I sold, uh, probably seven out of 10 houses I sold required a tent. And you're talking thousands of dollars for that, where they gas the entire interior of the house. Out here in Arizona, that's obviously not a problem because never once has it anything been remotely close to requiring a tent. If anything, a couple hundred dollars worth of treatment out here, unlike California, was always in the thousands, right. always. Hmm. Different type of termites. Yeah. These are subterranean. Subterranean termites. They're present. They're almost on every home we inspect where they have been or will be. Yeah, the cliche is it's it's yeah. an, it's not if, it's when, it's when right? you yeah. have them. Just like death and taxes. Yeah. So so the main <laughs> thing, thing so the main thing that we tell people, correct me if I'm wrong, is every three to five years just have it checked. And if you see the tubes, yeah. get somebody mm -hmm. out there. Yeah, that's that's, I'm glad you brought that up because you guys are actually showing the, the clients, hey, look for this. Yeah. You guys are educating your clients yeah. on what to look for already. And uh, these subterranean termites, they can do damage over time, but mm -hmm. they don't do a lot of damage in for, a short my, amount yeah, of time. Yeah, it's my understanding. They don't actually stay in the wood. They just eat and then they yeah, go back, they go back the down to their tunnel right. to the ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas termites in other places in the country, they get up in, in right. the and framing and, 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 and they're flying, they they're flying up, in right? and they're... Right. they're Doing some damage. Yeah. So good. now, excuse me, uh, when we employ you for an inspection, you then have a separate termite company come out to yeah. do there. You con you contract with one. Is that correct? Absolutely. I, I mean, there are home inspectors that will do termite inspections as well. Mm -hmm. We prefer to let the termite specialists yes, the do that. Stay so in your lane. We stay <clears throat> in our lane, even though we do look for termites, mm -hmm. because I think we should. Um, it's nice to have a termite inspector there that yeah, can right. find the pin holes in the ceiling and determine if that's termites or not, mm -hmm. see if they're active or not, things like that. So, so, so a common question buyers have is what am I going to have to pay for up front? And the, the inspection, which is usually 350 to 500 for yep. a normal house here, right. um, that goes, you, the buyer pays that directly to the inspector once the inspection is done and then you get the report. And then the same with the termite inspection, mm -hmm. that's usually around 55 to $75. Correct. Okay. Yep, and we usually send those reports together. Mm -hmm. And so they'll pay for the home inspection, or if there's a pool, they'll include the pool inspection as well because that's a separate inspection. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, they're, we're, we're organizing it all, and we're just basically sending them all the reports at the same time. Yep. I, and I, I'm to the point now where I don't ask the buyer. I say, this is what's going to happen because mm -hmm. you need to have it looked at. That's yes. a good agent. No yeah. question yeah. about <laughs> it. And, and they say, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they trust you. You want to yeah. get it checked. There's uh -huh. just no doubt about it. Because you never know how long it's been since the, the seller has had right. termites mm -hmm. checked. Mm -hmm. um, scorpions, it's another one. Scorpions, another one. Welcome to the desert. Yeah, I've got them at my right. home. You know, We found one oh. in our house, our brand new build. Yeah. You did? We did. Kara wanted to burn <laughs> it down. But it's the only one. So, yeah. and, I, and I've looked many times at night 
in Arizona, it's black light. So you go out yeah. and scorpion hunt. Kids Look love down. it. <laughs> yeah. Never found another one. So hopefully that's, that's, that's the one. Um, what are some, some great home maintenance tips that will prevent red flags during an inspection? So somebody who's getting ready to sell their house or they're thinking about it, what are some things they need to be doing? One thing that's nice is you're talking like a seller. What can a seller right. do? Right prior to the inspection. One thing that's nice for us to see is if they've had the unit serviced, the mm -hmm. AC unit serviced, mm -hmm. and they got that invoice and that sheet right on the kitchen counter. Right. So we can say, hey, they've had it serviced. It is working great today. Um, AC service, um, making sure their filters are changed, mm -hmm. you know, little things like that. Uh, making sure the grade around the house mm -hmm. is sloping away, away and that trees aren't overhanging the yep. roof line and destroying the roof. Right. Yes. Inspectors, right? inspectors hate foliage <laughs> touching the house. Right, right. Right. Because it's a highway for rodents and insects to get to your house. Roof rats yeah. right. or damage to the building, or they got a drip system right next to the foundation because you have a plant right next to mm -hmm. it. We see so. that a lot on the block walls surrounding the house. Yes. Is that efflorescence? Yeah, and eventually it just eats away at the cinder right. block. Absolutely, yeah. the wall or the or the stem wall, mm -hmm. the block wall or the yeah. stem wall. Yeah, yeah. So it's very important that they make sure grade is proper. Grading is critical. Yes. Yeah. It's and, subtle to the eye, but right. it is a of great importance in maintaining that home. It is, and it's these little things, especially on an FHA or a VA right. loan, that can hold up the loan. Little right. things like that, but they're very easily fixable, and so. We like to really educate your client and not use a scare tactic. I think the more you talk about something, the more scared they right. get. Yeah. We like to educate them on not just stuff we found in the home, but how to operate the home. Mm -hmm. Where's your main breaker at? Mm -hmm. Where's your main water shutoff mm -hmm. at? That way they attach themselves with the home and they really, okay, this is where that's at. He, he talked about this in his walkthrough. And uh, it's really a good educational thing. So AC unit at least once a year to have somebody out there to yeah. just service it. Right? Yeah. Once or twice a year, yeah. spring and fall, even better yeah. twice a year. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause in the, in the fall, just prior to fall, we're having monsoon and then your condensate drain lights line is running mm -hmm. like crazy and mm -hmm. that gets clogged real easy. Mm -hmm. So if they can service that as well to, to avoid any condensate from dripping inside the attic or mm -hmm. the, yep. the pan. And would they blow that line out from blow, blow it out okay. and, and clean sure it out. Yeah. Clear. Uh -huh. And then your roof. Roof is a big one too. Yes. You know. So having somebody walk that once a year at least. Yeah. Once yep, every have year. somebody walk it every other year, depending on the age. If it's ten years or less, you know, I think you're pretty good. But roofs around here typically last between twenty and thirty years. Mm -hmm. um, the underlayment. That's what goes. Yeah, that's what goes. Do yeah. they reuse those tiles when the underlayment goes? Yeah. Okay. Yep. They'll reuse those and then replace the ones that are yes. broken or that they've broken. So I tell people so. often every single house I've ever sold has at least one to 10 broken tiles, right? Yep. You know? Every home and the so, mortar separation from mortar the separation. Vents. Yep. Cracking around, uh, or improper flashing around the sewer vents, yeah. mm -hmm. um, things or like it just that. deteriorates over time. Yep. You know, and I, for me, for us, it's good to upfront, let the buyer know. Now this is what we're going to probably experience with regards to that roof. And it just kind of takes the sting out of it if they hear from us and then they hear it yep. in your report, you know, because right. they were told about it up they, front. They were prepared. Right. Yeah. They weren't just, you know, right. okay. blindsided by it. Another thing, big thing is flat roofs. Flat yeah. roofs are huge. Yeah. And that's where, like, especially right after a rainstorm, mm -hmm. we use thermal imaging as well. Mm -hmm. 
So we can actually thermal image the inside ceiling, even though there's no moisture stain there at that mm -hmm, point mm -hmm. and it rained the night before, it doesn't mean there's not a leak. So we can take that thermal image camera and shoot that ceiling and see if there's any leakage going on mm -hmm. either uh, from the roof or under the bathrooms. If it's a two story, things mm -hmm. like that. So thermal imaging is huge yeah. for us. Big deal. Good deal. Well, we're often asked by sellers who are getting ready to list their home. Do I need to do an inspection before I list the home? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's a great idea. I think it puts you ahead of the game. I think it uh, preps you. It's kind of doing their due diligence. And I think uh, when the buyer knows that the seller did a home inspection, they feel a little more comfortable too. Like, hey, yeah. these guys are really forthright. They're disclosing everything that their home inspector found. Mm -hmm. And I think it just puts everybody at ease. It's a good point. And it I gives, think the, it's seller, a, it gives I, the seller an opportunity to fix little things right. as well. I think it's a very smart move to do that. Yeah. Yes, and it's an investment on that seller's part. But again, it's just one more component that makes that house much more attractive in it terms does. of resale. Uh, and, this, and then what we would do is communicate in the remarks that, hey, we had the house inspected by Stratton and home inspectors and uh, in the documents tab is going to be the inspection report. Uh, they're glad to take yeah. it and use it to their benefit. In this way, then they don't have to spend that money. And ideally, we would have gotten whatever the issues right. were discovered corrected. And so it just it's a smart thing to do. It's transparency. That's for right. sure. Gives everybody that peace of mind, right. sellers and buyers. Yeah. And that's great. So, great point. Right. Well, is there anything else you'd want to share before we get to our speed round of questions? Oh, <laughs> I don't know what your speed round of questions are, but you know, what's typically what do home inspectors inspect? Is that one of your questions? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it's important for people to realize that, you know, there's these sitcoms on TV. It's like homes inspections, which I love to watch, but they're able to open up walls and move furniture yeah. as a home inspector and our standards in Arizona. We're not really capable of opening up walls. It's not our home. We're not taking cover plates off of switches. We're not moving furniture, but we do the best we can, especially with the technology we have today with thermal imaging, droning. If we can't get on a roof, we drone the roof. Um, sprinkler systems come up quite a bit. Hey, do you guys inspect sprinkler systems? Actually we don't, but we do. Mm -hmm. So I let my guys know, hey, we want to operate any sprinkler system we feel safe to operate mm -hmm. without water staying on. And so we try, to, we try to at least turn the sprinkler system on, look in the valve box, see if there's any leaks going on. Because I think in our walkthrough, clients appreciate that and they want to know if they got some major sprinkler issues. Um, and so even though sprinkler systems and security systems and things like that aren't included in our inspection, we do the best we can to mm -hmm. see everything we can. Mm -hmm. um, but in our inspection goes as far as, you know, we, when we do find things, we do recommend a, a licensed professional. Mm -hmm. um, so. And you don't test washer dryer, right? Actually I'll turn on the dryer. Oh, I'll you check do? it out. You the do? washer we've learned a big lesson, uh, doing 60 to 90 inspections a week. Once in a blue moon, a washer drain will pop off. Mm -hmm. Arizona standards tell you not to operate these things mm -hmm. because we will flood a laundry room. And we've done that several times. Mm -hmm. So then we're having to replace flooring and right. molding. And it's our problem. We've lost so much money right. doing that. So we don't operate washers. Same with the valves under the sinks. Mm -hmm. Those are so finicky and they'll, they'll leak if you turn them a lot sometimes. And so we don't turn those valves underneath the sinks. Okay. Um, for that purpose yeah some of them are old and they don't even old. shut off yeah, yeah. If, if there's it happens to be a leak because we we turned it yeah you know we're we're forking out the it. money to fix yeah, it right yeah. good um 
Okay. Well, you ready to do let's this? Let's go to the speed round. All right. This is the final, the final section. Awesome. I start. Okay. okay. Do you have any pets? I do. What do you have? I have two horses and two dogs. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. He's a horse guy. Right. Huh? <laughs> have you read any intriguing books lately? I have. And, uh, I've, I've read, uh, Atomic Habits, which oh, was awesome. That's a great one. Yeah. What is it? Atomic, atomic habits. habits. Oh, Atomic Habits. Yeah, how to create good habits oh, and how beautiful. to make bad habits easy to get rid of. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm nice. about halfway through that on oh, Audible. Yeah. No yeah. way. It's that's an awesome good. book. Yeah. How about how do you manage stress? Ooh. <laughs> so you're a business owner. What do you do? You know what? For me, uh, I I like horses. I rope. And so I... I either go roping or I go to a movie with my kids. Oh, nice. But usually I like to be outdoors, and so I'll go rope. Get nice. outside. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. What's the best concert you've ever been to? Garth Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> uh, what is the most helpful thing that you own? Don't quite. The most helpful thing uh, that I own? Yeah. Like. What that could either be my uh, phone or my truck. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Or your computer. Yeah. yeah. Or, or a computer. Or yeah. Your computer. Uh -huh. Where do you see yourself living when you retire? I see myself living uh, on a small ranch and just taking care of that and being with my family. Great. Beautiful. And how do you strive to improve? Um, for one, being around you all every day. It helps me. I learn a lot from being around you agents, especially you agents that have been in it for a long time. And so I watch good habits and try to incorporate them in my own life and try to also watch people's bad habits and, and reflect avoid those. Do I have those? If I do, I need to get rid of those. Right. So yeah. I, I, I'm a people watcher. So that's kind of how that's I, good. <laughs> how would you title this chapter in your life? This chapter in my life is a great chapter. I've been through some tough stuff, but yeah. that's, I do it all over again because it's where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm happy. I'm, I'm engaged. I've got wonderful kids and bonus kids and, uh, my business, uh, with the people I work with, um, I couldn't ask for a better team of inspectors. Like they're, they're really the Stratton team. Hmm. You know, I'm only good by myself, mm -hmm. but with them, we're great. And so they've really, changed my life as far as the team that I've been able to put together because they're, they're really outstanding. Yeah. And who knows you the best? Ooh. I would say my siblings probably yeah. know me the best. Mm, okay. yeah. That's <laughs> I've got nine brothers and sisters. Really? Yeah. You so do. There are 10 yeah. of you. Wow. There's 10 of us. Wow. Yeah. wow. What, where do you, where I'm do the you baby. Really? I'm the last wow. one. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. And That's you'd cool. think the baby was the the spoiled one, right? Mm -hmm. But with nine brothers and sisters, there's nothing left by the time I came right? along. Yeah, <laughs> they're wore except out. they're beating me up, yeah. you know. And uh, I'm wearing their leftover clothes, yeah. right? So that's <laughs> funny. Ten, Ten, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Last question: Have you ever considered a stash? A Must stash? Oh. <laughs> Actually, yes, I have. And 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 now that I've seen yours, I can't compete. So. <laughs> It wouldn't serve me well. <laughs> like I said, it's just for Halloween. I have this, I have this phrase, mullets and mustaches, they're only cool if you know they're not. <laughs> or you look good in them like you. Yeah, you whatever. Know? <laughs> All right, thank you, sir. Thanks, thank everybody, you. for this listening. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.